This is How's the Bite. I'm Ken Root, along with Bob Urban, who is in Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye. It's warmer weather, Bob, than uh, normally expected this time of year. Jamie's already got the barge out downtown Guttenberg. I hear the uh, honey lady is going to start selling from the Overlook in March. What's your reaction to this? Is the open water good or bad for you? A double-edged sword this year, Ken, with uh, ice fishing. So we are just very fortunate that we can bump right into a different season, which is our prime walleye pre-spawn bites, and that's going hot and heavy. Folks are that put their ice fishing stuff away, that's what we're hearing a lot, and we're going to be doing the same at the store here. Folks that are putting their ice fishing stuff away are really hopping in their boats, getting that stuff going, and and enjoying those 40, uh, next week, 50-degree days. Well, for um, one other species, I hear that people are fishing for trout, and DNR is stocking some. So that would be another way for people to fish. What's the license requirement on trout? Uh, I believe the trout fee is 14 or 1450. I'm guessing 1450 for your trout. It's the trout stamp they got they done away with. You don't get the stamp anymore like you do with your duck duck hunting stamp, but they just call it a trout fee. All that money gets put into the trout program uh, for the stocking, for the fish, uh, for the hatcheries and uh just a fee that you have to have with your license and you're able to fish for them. Right now, the trout are, are cold water too. Um, they're a little lethargic. There's a lot of fish in the streams. Uh, I would call them holdovers or leftovers from last year. Um, but they've been fishing since January, Ken, when it's been nice. Uh, January, February, we have guys coming up uh, hitting the streams most days, actually. They're using spinners. They're using... Uh, trout worms or using minnows uh, i'd say anything that resembles a minnow right now is probably going to be your best bet there's guys even even fly fishing for them which is which is the earliest i've seen well let's talk walleye because really that is a centerpiece and you've been out fishing for walleye and i and uh, you would mostly you would consider you an expert fisherman so could you give us a little view of how to catch walleye in this cold water you say that laughing, Ken. Um, no, I'm no expert by any means. Uh, we just try to help the, the Plain Jane folk that are going out trying to get some walleye saugers. Um, I'm learning a lot. I really enjoy fishing. I haven't been out in a couple years uh, extensively. Um, now that I'm up here in Guttenberg, I've I, uh, spent some more time up here and can get out an hour or two or a day with the help we have at the store. So, Made a couple trips this week, uh, more of the same, just like last week. Uh, we are catching fish, um, but I'm missing just as many as I'm catching. Um, it's it's upsetting sometimes, but if you look at the water temp, we're 35 degrees. Those fish are just grabbing on. They're skinning our minnows. They're short biting everything. I'm using a pretty pretty higher end St. Croix rod where you can feel a lot and, and we're still missing fish uh, every day we go. Um, I, I put out a Facebook live video showing kind of how we're doing it. Dubuque Riggin, uh with the walleye fly. 
I'm actually tying them right now uh, since we're out of orange. And I might do another Facebook Live video um, this weekend or, or today even to show how, how to use those. And it's just a streamer fly. Um, tip it with a minnow and it seems like we're getting more aggressive bites on that long line, Ken. We've got a jig on the bottom, three-way, and then we've got a three-foot leader that I've been just dragging those jigs on the bottom. What's helping me a lot is that we talk about that electronics. Um, I'm using side imaging by Hummingbird. I'm getting pretty good at that on figuring out where these fish are. And uh, they are definitely stacked in current seams coming out of the wintering holes. Guys are pounding wintering holes as well. Um, they're catching some fish, but I think the bigger fish that we're getting are, are, are out of the wintering holes already and starting to move towards the dam. Yeah, Ken, and speaking of walleye fishing, um, one of our biggest things here in Guttenberg is landing 615 fishing barge, and we that's been in for a week. Uh, let's hear, let's go to Jamie and see what he has to say about how the bite is. On this Friday morning, uh, are you taking people out? How long have you been open? I've uh, been open about a week. You know, four or five people a day show up. Just depends on the weather. Fishing's fairly good. You should be able to catch a few fish out there. Uh, hair jigs and ringworms have been working pretty good. With your um, meteorological skill, have you predicted now that uh, this is a good time to get your barge out? Because in normal years, you wouldn't be out there, would you? No, the ice broke up, so we got it out. It's very early, but you're a businessman, so I can see that. Jamie, what are weekends like? Uh, how's the flow normally? I know you can't predict a lot yet, but what do you want to tell people that want to come out this year and fish? The early morning bite is probably the best right now. You know, a lot of guys are catching them with the slow retrieve, and other guys are catching them with, you know, snapping the hair jigs back. What's your rate this year, and what hours are you open? Uh, $20 and 7 to 5. All right. Thanks a lot, Jamie, and glad to see you on the river, even though it's just mid-February. Yep. All right. Thanks, bud. Well, Jamie's a good businessman like you, and uh, this is very early to get out there with that barge, but uh, the fishermen want to fish. Not everybody wants to get their boat in yet. I can truly understand that because, you know, we could have very cold temperatures uh, in the next month. So it's some risk to get your boat out and clear the winterizing out of it and risk it. It is, Ken, and, and cold weather is hard on boats. My boat, especially when you're pulling up to the city ramps here, um, they're icing up uh, in the mornings. We still need to be careful with draining our water off. And you're dinging your boat here and there because they don't have the docks in. Um, Jamie does have a dock if you want to use it. DNR boat ramps they've been using a little bit, but... Cold weather and, and freezing temperatures are, are one of the hardest things on your boat, your live well, all your stuff, really, batteries. Um, and, and, and that's something we just got into the store, too, Ken, I wanted to mention, is we, we're now an interstate uh, distributor for, uh, for batteries. Uh, sometimes J&L Marine, sometimes the marinas, those guys aren't open all the time on Saturdays, Sundays especially. And this is the time of year where you need to check your batteries and check all your stuff and, and get stuff going. So now we are an interstate distributor. We have deep cycle batteries, dual purpose batteries, and uh, cranking batteries as well. Well, it sounds like you are continuing to add to your inventory there. Hey, let's have a little fun. You also sell honey. And uh, I talked yesterday with uh, 
the lady who uh, is selling that on the Hill, and I learned a great deal about her. You, Bob, are one of two outlets that she has. She has uh, one in Luxembourg and you. Bob, I want to talk to a lady who you probably know her product more than you know her. If you drive in or out of Guttenberg on the south end, up on the Overlook, a beautiful bluff there with an exposed view of the river, you'll see a person selling honey and flowers and maybe some other items. Carol O'Brien, are you uh, Overlook Honey? Is that your job? That is me. But let me just make one correction. I don't sell flowers. You don't? No. Okay. People, people ask to buy my arrangement, but, but yeah, just so people know that I do not sell flowers. Well, you always have beautiful flowers sitting there on the table with you in season, and they're very visible, so I'm sorry. Maybe you should. <laughs> well, I only have so many hours in the day, and but but there's a purpose to that because it attracts people. You know, when I have a big, beautiful arrangement, and yes, they are seasonal, they help. They help a lot. I can't imagine my table without them. You have some signs up that say, this ain't your grocery store, honey. What, what does that mean? Um, it's just not typical. You know, people, uh, I have customers who call me and say, oh, my gosh, I bought some honey at, I won't say, but, mm -hmm. you know, a local grocery, a big box grocery store, whatever, and they are so disappointed. I always say I don't think it's what I do to the honey. It's what I don't do to the honey. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not overheated. And I have varietal honeys. And they are, um, my signature honey is basswood, That uh, the basswood trees, also known as linden. They bloom around the 4th of July. And we get this lovely, people sometimes say lemony, uh, mm -hmm you know, woodsy, lemony-tasting honey, and people just die to have that honey um, around the 1st of August when it's ready. How do you read honey when you look at it or taste it? It isn't always the color because I have what I call summer blend honey, and that is pretty close to, you know, your um, uh, a typical tasting mm -hmm. honey. You know, it's clover with some other midsummer flowers, I say. Um, that and the basswood can be almost identical in color, but the flavor is is different. Summer blend is a milder honey. Sometimes people think that the basswood is a little stronger. And then I have wildflower honey, which is usually a late late summer honey. It's the last Honey, the bees produce before the flowers have frosted out. Well, I suppose you've already told me this, but are you the apiarist? Do you I have am. the and tend the hives? I do. Well, that must be in its own way satisfying. Oh, it is very, very. But as I age and I turn seventy this year, it's it's getting harder and harder to. You know, I lug around a lot of weight, 
and my feet are starting to feel it. But, you know, I, it is such a joyful experience. Anybody, any farmer, you know, who, um, you know, when the first green starts happening out there, uh, the first little corn comes up, um, you know, the first buds of, you know, lilacs and and all of that. I mean, if you're a nature lover, um, you will so appreciate the seasonal nature of this business anyway. You know, one of the things we comment on, as my wife and I drive by there quite a lot, is how many hours, how do you have the work ethic to continue to do this most every day? Well, you will notice, too, that it's not always me up there. I have a couple wonderful women who work for me, and sometimes a gentleman as well. Um, But if it were not for them, I would not be able to do what I do without my salespeople. Now, I think I told you this morning when I talked to you, you asked if my husband helps me. And Kim is really, you know, I don't know what I would do without him at different moments. Um, In fact, he said that he started a new job and he's going to be available at least one day of the weekend here. And um, he said, well, we could do something one day. I said, how would you like to help me drag some pallets to a bee yard? I mean, I don't know if other people ever noticed this, but... The beehives sit on uh, wooden pallets, Mm -hmm. but underneath those pallets are rocks, and then we take our levels out there and make sure that the pallet is—it's not exactly level. They the the pallets should slope just slightly forward. So um, when you put the beehives on the pallet, it, it doesn't rain into the into the hive. But so anyway, getting back to having help, um, my husband will help me with that when I need it. Um, if he can't manage, then then I'll do it myself. Um, yeah, just you know, the life of a hive. Like I said before, if if you love nature, there's that in itself is a really motivating factor um, as to why I, I'm out there a lot. Well, now, your honey is sold at Murray Outdoors, and Beth, by the way, I understand, is your sister who yes. did own it, and Bob bought it from her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob gets lots of people who come in there specifically to, to buy your honey, and uh, we wanted to make sure and make a point that it will be available there. And do you have a few other places that you distribute this honey? I sell it at the gas station in Luxembourg. Um, I also have a a very growing mail order business. In fact, I went to the mailbox today and I had two orders, um, two different states. Both of these people ordered four quarts of honey. That's that's a really nice sale. Um, Now, let me get this straight. You have a business a mail order business, and they're actually sending you things through the mail. I thought that was Sears Roebuck of the last century. <laughs> it's more like I'm sending them things through the mail. But 
you know, people can't believe it. I I don't ask for any money until the people get their honey, and then they can pay me. I'm not on the Internet, um, so I'm kind of what you would call a Luddite. I don't have a computer, and um, people pay me by check. And it's kind of an old-fashioned way of doing business, and I write them a handwritten note when um, when I get an order telling people That's... how much I appreciate them, them not just stopping at the overlook, but taking me up on the mail order, honey. Carol O'Brien at Overlook Honey, and that is a story that a lot of people don't know about you because unless they stop and talk to you and get it individually, they may not. You also made one other point I want to seize on, and Bob and I would probably go with this. You said that there were moments when you really appreciated your husband. You know, it's the same thing with my wife. There was a moment back in like 2017 that she appreciated me. I don't know what I did, but it was then. And that was the last time, I believe. And for Bob, it was even earlier than that. Well, I do thank you for talking with us. And uh, when do you have peak season where you uh, get into being open pretty much every day? When does that start? Well, yeah, peak season is October. It's like Christmas at the Overlook for me. Um, You know, I want to thank anybody, everybody who's ever stopped there in October um, for giving me, you know, the the sales that I get. But fill that out. I'm going to start, in fact, I was just talking to one of the girls that worked for me today, and I said, well, probably be, if this weather holds and we get into the 50s maybe, um, I might start selling um, on Sunday or the weekends in, in March, which would be, I've never started selling. Um, I might have had one weekend that was the end of March, but, uh, you know, the weather has to cooperate. And so I'll start selling weekends as soon as I can. And then, and then we go to full time probably in May. Well, I don't think we need to speak for your honey any more than the people who already buy it do. It is exceptionally good honey, uh, and we do uh, thank you for taking care of the bees and for providing it, and uh, you've made it into a livelihood, and uh, I just think it's a great story. So uh, we'll see you during the season, Carol, and uh, thanks for talking to us. Okay, and thank you, Ken, and thanks for the promotion. So uh, do you uh, sell quite a bit of honey? We do, actually, when, when Carol isn't at the Overlook. And we're we're kind of the north-facing outlet for her. We're probably her biggest sales. If you can't get to the Overlook, we have the same honey here. And then she's seasonal up there. But she's going to be out there here shortly. She's She'll have her jacket on. She'll, she'll have the she, – she goes basically from March to, to October, November, I'd say selling the honey at the overlook but if if you're stopping in we always have honey we have a lot of customers that come in um for her three different kinds of honey and and we continued that same uh business with her as as carrying it as her sister beth did when she owned the store well bob what else do you have uh, you got sports shows coming up don't you pretty quick we've been prepping for that we made five thousand jigs again yesterday ken in my shop uh getting all that stuff rolling 
uh, going to have a lot of ice fishing stuff left over that we we're going to take down there. See if we can move some of those products because they didn't move this year. But yeah, we have Des Moines coming up next weekend. Um, it's an awesome two-day show, very busy show. Oh, the show is down at the 4-H building in the uh, fairgrounds uh, down in Des Moines. It's a swap meet, so it's really cool. You can have, you got guys with just a table or uh, like us, we buy a big booth and, and bring all of our inventory down in the trailer. And and it's, uh, it's a really cool event. It's a two-day show. Most shows are three days. We set up on Friday and then um, the show is Saturday, Sunday. Fairgrounds, 4-H building, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. It's a great uh, remedy, if not cure, for cabin fever. It is. I don't know if we've had cabin fever yet this year, maybe for two weeks. Otherwise, you should be out fishing on the river or getting the boat out, in my opinion. Well, (laughs) is there um, anything else uh, popping with you? Uh, Certainly, it just looks like the year has advanced itself quite a lot, but um, I still think there's going to be another shot of winter. No, I agree with you. I keep saying that, but I looked at the forecast next week and it's fifties. Just come in, talk to us. I know the bite's a little bit harder. It's a little bit slower bite. Talk to the guys. We'll teach you, show you what we're using uh, to catch fish. And, and, uh, as the water temperatures go up, Ken, and we get some warmer nights, uh, the fish will be a little bit more active and they'll be biting a little bit harder on uncertain bites. So, like I said, it's early. Uh, usually we're not fishing fishing as heavily as we are most years, and and things will get better uh, right right into March. March is our, our, our prime time for pre-spawn walleyes and, and uh, some bigger females. Well, it should go without saying, but I'll do it anyway. Ice is unsafe. DNR is putting that out across the state. So if you are still venturing out on the ice, it's dangerous. Yeah. I didn't even think we had to talk about that at this point, but yeah, you definitely, definitely want to be cautious with anything, whether your pets are going out on it or you're shed hunting around a pond or you're doing coyote hunting. I know has been going on there mating and and just be careful on any ice you come across, whether it's on a, on a low lying pond or on the river or anything you're accessing this time of year. Bob Urban at Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg, a great little place. Hour six to five, uh, what, Monday through Saturday, and six to three on Sunday. You still work on those hours? Yeah, I work uh, after three on Sundays too, Ken, but we field test or tackle out on the river usually on Sundays. How about Ava Day? What is, what's Ava Day now? Ooh, she's been in a lot. She's going to help us out a lot this summer with the flower section. So you'll be seeing Ava a lot. Um, teenage boy sales will definitely pick up when Ava's working. She's been coming in after school as well to help us out. So <laughs> She is a high school senior, uh, probably still under 18. So let's just stop right there, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. No, she's good. She'll be, she'll be, uh, we'll be really busy this summer, and she's really good. Uh, she's smart. Especially... Yeah, she is. And she's really good with the vegetables, the gardening, all that stuff. People are already calling for seeds, all that stuff. That'll be probably next month we'll we'll be rolling into that stuff. All right, Bob. Have a good week. Uh, stay safe. And may the walleye bite continue to be uh, fairly good to better. Yep. Follow us on Facebook. See what's going on. And, and same thing with Jamie's page. That's the best thing to figure out how the bite is. All right, Ken, I got some customers, unless you want to hear the register running. Thank you, Bob. Take care. Yep. See you, Ken. Bye.